messages, press 1. To send a message, press 2. To check receipt of a message, press 3. First saved message. Oh, you are such a beautiful person. Your, let me tell you, your, your eyes, they are, they are like two plump juicy steaks. They, they are meaty and red and, and plump. And and your hair, it is it is like the freshest of ground hamburgers, all full of the greasy fat. And um, and your loins, they are the tenderest of loins. special Valium Times Day episode of Mauzar's Podcast of Love. The episode is entitled Valium Times Day uh, for obvious reasons. Today is February 14th, uh, V-Day, and for the occasion, we are podcasting in special Valentine's Day underwear. Very, very special Valentine's Day underwear. And the reason why we messed with the pronunciation of Valentine's Day is because you decided to mess with the pronunciation of certain food terms last episode. Yes, uh, last episode we were discussing whether or not the frosting on the donut that I was eating was fondant. And uh, one of our listeners uh, sent me a message saying that she didn't think it was fondant. But uh, when I saw how she had spelled the word fondant, F-O-N-D-A-N-T, I realized that I had been saying it wrong throughout the entire episode. It's I was saying fondit, F-O-N-D-I-T. It's not even a word. Uh, so uh, I Although thought, I would argue that there's probably very few chefs in Pittsburgh who don't say it fondant. I know I was pretty much in culinary school. Unless if I was just hearing things wrong, I, I said that too. So yeah, and I mean, I swear, I watch alone. I watch that cakes show all the time, and I swear that they say fondant. But this may be another case of research, which we we failed to do any research last from the last episode to confirm or deny what what is actually used on top of donuts. But there's still time. We still have time. There we is. can go to Wikipedia and resolve this we will resolve this before the end of the episode do not fear all right well on with the episode then this is uh the fruit segment fruit the fruit of the day is uh chocolate covered cherries um not quite the typical fruit, but it's definitely a perfect choice for this Valentine's Day um, podcast. It's apropos. Apropos. It's a good word. And you're eating, it's funny because Z's eating pasta right now. I, I have a big bowl of pasta in front of me. I'm, I'm hungry. I missed I missed dinner, so um, I'll, I'll squeeze in a cherry. Don't worry. I'm, right. I'm up for it. Well, it's time to squeeze in that cherry. Okay. 
Well, you you know the story with these. They're chocolate-covered remnants of a cherry that has been uh, flavor-modified. Um, Basically, it has the color and natural flavors sucked out and replaced by artificial colors and flavors. So it's essentially the, just the just the essence, the the bare minimum uh, essence of a cherry. It has the texture of an overcooked cherry, and that's about all that's left of its cherryness. All right, cheers. Mmm. Mm. So sweet, it makes my teeth hurt. I can taste the diabetes. On, on my tongue. Wow, it takes a long time to chew. Yeah, it takes a long time to get all the chocolate out of the corners of your mouth and the roof of your mouth and the chocolate hide behind your your molars. All better. I think I think this is a a winning fruit. If only it actually counted as as that part of the food pyramid instead of the sugar and fat part of the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, pyramid. yeah, seriously. I'd, I'd have it made, but I think this is this is good. That was it. Yeah, that was our fruit segment for this podcast. Uh, next week, not next week. Next, next podcast. Next podcast, we will uh, get back to our get back to our roots. Try to find a challenging and interesting fruit for everybody. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, kids, enjoy the rest of the show. Have you ever dreamt of being famous? Have you ever desired the respect and admiration of several people all at once? Fame can be yours. All you need to do is send your homemade audio clips to our show. If we like them, we'll put them on the air, and you'll become an instant star. Your songs, poems, short radio plays, and or other audio experiments could reach tens of people. Just send those short, about three-minute, clips to MauiZar at Gmail, and get ready for the first three minutes of your 15 minutes of fame. Reach an audience composed mainly of our Facebook and MySpace friends, and become the media darling you've always wanted to be. M-A-U-I-Z-A-R at G-M-A-I-L dot com. And our first submission this week comes from Brian Ablins, who we think is from Iowa. Yes, we don't know for sure where he's from, but uh, in the poems he submitted, he mentions the city of Des Moines, and he mentions Iowa, so uh, we're assuming he's from Iowa. And we figure he's probably not from Pittsburgh because in his email he uh, he makes reference to the fact that he thinks you know the weather must be pretty cold up here. So yeah, he said how is Pittsburgh, and he said probably cold or something to that effect. So we're really really hoping that this uh, this podcast has gone national in its reach, and he's from some other state. So probably Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, I would guess. Um, and his first submission is and they're Catholic too. Um, you'll be hearing that in just a second here, and uh, he actually submitted two poems, so we'll save the next one for next week. So if you like him, um, the next podcast we, we make, we'll have another another little tidbit from him. And uh, if you want to contact Brian about his poetry, um, we're not going to give his email address uh, out on the air, obviously, but uh, let us know if you're interested in contacting him about his poetry, and we'll act as sort of a go-between Thanks, and enjoy this spoken word poetry by Brian Ablins. And they're Catholic, too. Marietta Square Spring Wedding. My sister's getting married to our dead father's former best friends, and everyone conveniently forgets what an electric complex is. And my cousin says he's convinced that the 21st century is taking a big risk by riding off Freud. 
My uncle wants me to sneak him some beer. The family wouldn't understand, but you understand, right? This is not a screenplay for Lifetime. My aunt, this 50-something woman who loves me dearly and talks through her nose like all immigrant children raised in the projects of Des Moines, raises her glass. I'm not a dancer, and I say so, but she makes me dance with her anyway. She tells me how much I look like my father and plants a kiss on my lips that lasts just a second too long. I slip away and my friend says it looked weird. I know, how do you think it felt? We're not even Greek. If you give a Latvian a beer is the title of a Soviet children's book. My sister looks beautiful in her dress. This next submission comes to us from a group known as the Bureau of Non-Standards. Their music is very experimental, noisy, electronica. They utilize the Furby in a lot of their works, and we chose this particular work because of how much Furby was contained therein, and it's truly amazing. The Furby is truly an underused musical instrument. And as a matter of fact, they're playing a live show um, on February 18th, that's a Wednesday, at a WPTS, which is Pitt's radio station, that's 92.1 FM, and um, again, that's February 18th at 9pm, so please tune in and listen to them. Um, and up next for you is going to be the Bureau of Non-Standards, Untitled 5. <laughs> darling sugar bear yes dear could you please maybe go to the store and buy me some tampons and maybe some bonbons 
pads are already in a jar on the kitchen sink, so I guess I'll say goodbye to the rest of my manhood. You're so sweet. This next song comes from Jim's Atomic Tuning Fork, and the title of the track is The Buzz, and the only thing that can be said for this song and the the band itself is awesome. Yes, this, this track can only be sufficiently described as awesome. So uh, hear for yourself how awesome it is. guys i have this great new idea for podcast advertising i think we're really gonna reach people oh what is it well i've given you a clue i mean you're talking to yourself can you guess why cloning Cloning. yeah cloning cloning it's it's the wave of the future so that explains all these other right so you're all gonna go out and act as town criers for the show how um how how simple uh we rented scooters for you and just you just have to go out there and try to, you know, really touch the people. And just to spice things up a bit, here, here are everybody in these boxes. We've got t-shirts, and we have t-shirt guns. Cool. Awesome. So I want everybody to grab wow. a gun, get as many t-shirts as you awesome. can. Awesome. Just like that. And Let get ready over. to head out Let there. Me in. Oh. Cool, let's try it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Oh, my. <laughs> we explode? Hey, wow. everybody, we explode. Hey. Clones explode. Hey, quick, get the guns. 
Up next, we have yet another fabulous submission from mysterious local recording artist Gnarly Imbroglio. This time, it's a it's a track specially tailored for Valentine's Day, and um, it's a duet with um, a, a new mysterious character called Little Benatar. Who could these people possibly be? It boggles the imagination. Uh, anyway, here's the track. Dumb Valentine 2009, featuring Lil Benatar. Concludes another wonderful episode of Maui Zara's podcast of love. Uh, currently, Z is eating cereal, and uh, we're going to finally uh, resolve the fondant issue from last episode. Um, we don't know <laughs> what we've we've been we've had input from several of our viewing or listening audience, um, and it's it's just added to the confusion. We know the we know the fondant fondant is not um, what is on the donut. Um, it is what is on things like wedding cakes, where you need a really smooth surface. It may be on little Debbie cakes. Yeah, according to my sister, it, fondant is what they use on the little Debbie cupcakes or the uh, Hostess cupcakes. I, I hold my reservations about that, but um, 
And and we had a submission that perhaps what was on top of donuts is ganache, but I think that um, ganache is in the middle. You th- you said you thought ganache was in the middle of donuts. I know. No, it's not in the middle of donuts. I I believe I've made like in, in the cases where you make like the chocolate lava cakes. I think the ganache is the the part when you heat up, it gets liquidy in the middle of the cake. Mm-hmm. Could um, could very well be. So. But uh, I think to truly resolve what the heck was on the donut, we're just going to have to go to the baker and say, hey, what do you put on this donut? What's it called? Which could be easily, we could, that could easily happen. We, we know all the local donut spots, uh, yeah, and, so. and they know us, so we'll have to make our rounds. Right, so uh, everybody have a wonderful Valentine's Day, and don't forget to send your submissions to MauiZar at Gmail. See you next time.